Hello and welcome to the Infinity Archives. Hello, and welcome to the Infinity Archives! Ah! Hello, I'm Gareth, and he's the child. And today, we will be discussing Doctor Who. Yes, we will, but first for some news. You want the news? You want the news? You want the news? News to you! Nice jingle. Um, I made it myself. We got some sad news now. If I can ever load the news up. Which what? Stephen Moffat doing series nine? Ooh, controversial. Uh, Maggie Stables, who played the Sixth Doctor's companion Evelyn Smythe in the Big Finish audios, has passed away. Evelyn. Evelyn or Evelyn? Sorry, Evelyn. I'm sorry. Evelyn has passed away. She's been fighting an illness for some time. That's why she hasn't been in any Big Finishes for quite a while. Uh, it's very sad news. She, I l- love the whole way she worked with Colin Baker, and uh, I think that it was a really good pairing between the two of them. Yeah, she was very good in the few I heard, especially her first one, the Marion um, conspiracy. That was very good, and you know I'm gonna have to track down some more of them. Enough said. Yeah, Jubilee, she's good in as well. Uh, that's the other one I've heard her in. Um, what else? Real time. That's that's good. I just think it's something that I think would work well on the television is giving the Doctor a sort of older companion I thought it was quite a good dynamic between her and Colin some other news that uh, the German the new German Netflix that's started now das ist Netflix yeah now you know how to say German Netflix um jawohl Sentence Netflix has many German programs in and some other programs Derek they pro- no, not Derek, because... Yeah. <laughs> not Derek. Okay, could you want to cut that out? Tagesschau. Mindsel mention. So as well as some German programmes, they've got Hit some... Parade. ...programmes from the rest of the world which have been Risico. dubbed into German. And, uh, but there is no classic Doctor Who dubbed into German, so their answer to that is they have... Act- some German Doctor Who fans have put together a petition to get classic Doctor Who dubbed into German and put onto the Netflix. Yeah. Which uh, is pretty cool. Especially the war games. I am a German officer. <laughs> okay. Dump that into German. Ich bin ein German officer. Right, I issue a challenge. I issue to read the next news in German. Experience of the doctor reopens the 24th of October. New interactive scenes have been filmed with Peter Capaldi. And he is only obeying orders. 
It's all right. Before anyone writes in and complains, I'm half German myself. Learn to take a joke. We're all the same. Only the Germans are superior! Right. Orders, orders. I was only obeying orders. Don't mention the war games. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it. Enough with the German puns, though. Yeah. So, yes, the Doctor Who experience, which closed during August to be recapitalized, has now been giving a. Recapitalized? Is that even a word? It is now. Okay. It's a verb. Capitalizing. So it's now been given a reopen date on the 24th of October and it's got a new interactive scene with Peter Capaldi which has been filmed and there's a statement issued by the people of the experience so that is as follows. Follow Take the out a bank account now if you ever want to be able to afford to go into it. <gasps> Controversy. I'm going there. I can't wait. October. Follow the Doctor on a spectacular interactive adventure through time and space. Beginning in the Gallifrey Museum and journeying to the heart of the TARDIS, visitors will have to grapple with a threat which could destroy the universe. Sounds fun. Yeah. I'm going, I can't wait. And uh, we're also doing the TARDIS tours as well. So I'll when we do that I'll give you let you know. Uh you right there? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. The exclusive mini adventure has been specially written for the experience by Joseph Lidster of Torchwind Sarah Jane Adventures. And don't hold that against him. And directed by Doctor Who uh, director Paul Wilmshurst. Whoever she may be. I think it's a he. Okay. So, I, that's it for news because I'm not doing stats because they get far too complicated and numbers melt my head. But um, wait! Who's this at the door? Why? It must be Welsh Terry. Ah, hello all. How are you doing? Good. It's been a while, Terry. It's been it's been a it's been a while. Yes, I've I've been very busy. Like like yes. So what have you been up to in the time we haven't seen you? Well, I can't tell you all the details because some of them may sort of impeach me legally, like. Right, so some kind of secret mission, I'm guessing, then? No, just being very, very drunk. Down the club with the boys, like. Fair enough. Well, I've been watching this new Doctor Who, like. What do you think of it? I think he's a bit of a grumpy bugger. Really? Yeah, I don't think he's very nice. I mean, who's going to want to travel with him across time and space when he's just like, oh, grumpy, 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 letting people die? You know, he don't... He reminds me of, like, Teddy down the club. He's a bit of a grumpy sod. You know, I know when uh, Chicken Dave, he scored, like, one of the conversions there. Everyone that was going mad and he just sat there saying, well, he could have done better, really. And he's a bit like that, like, you know. It's it's very, very sad. I, I think I'd like the Doctor to be a bit more avuncular, like. So what about the episodes themselves? What have you th- what have well, you I thought they were very dull. Very dull indeed. I haven't seen any that have been set in Wales. And it's a Welsh programme. They're filmed in Wales. Yes, but they're not set in Wales. I haven't seen any that are set in a rugby club. Isn't it about time after 50 years we have a Doctor Who that's set in a rugby club? There have been some other ones set in Wales. Yeah, but not set in a rugby club. I'm telling you. Well, anyway. Yeah, I think he needs to cheer up and I think he needs to get some plop blooming stories with it. Get up, get up, David Tennant back. He was good. And he was Scottish. Do you have anything... But- Surely we need, surely you like a Welsh doctor or something. A Welsh doctor? Well, who's going to play him? Reese Fans or someone? That's probably who they say. Oh, get Reese Fans. He's Welsh. He'll do. What about you? Well, actually, he would be quite good, actually. Uh, yeah, Reese Fans. Yeah. Or you and Griffith? He'd be quite good. He's Welsh. 
probably couldn't afford him now, so they probably have resale fans. Anyway, I will keep watching just in case he does cheer up, because he don't half seem to be a miserable sort. Well, cheer up, Capaldi. That's what I'm saying. Right. See you next time. Where, where are you off to now, then? Well, I'm off down the club now. Again. Yep. Meeting my fan we there. She's just finished her knitting circle. Right. Uh, see ya, boys. Well, bye, Welsh Terry. Yeah, that was a thing. That 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 was a bit odd. He's, he's gone now. So, uh, yeah, he's basically given a very short review on the, the first bits of Capaldi. And he's not impressed. Not impressed at all. You can tell. But uh, since we have last been speaking to you, yet again, there have been two new episodes of Doctor Who. One slightly better than the other, but we'll t- talk about that now. So, let us get into Kill the Moon. You're going to start with this because I like to hear your opinions, they make me laugh. Okay, well, how do we start? Let's start by fandom. Fandom, fan commentary, fan theories, fan opinions. Now, last year when we had the rings of Akabilk, I mean Akatan, everyone was saying, Oh, oh, you can't have a moon. Oh, you can't have a moon that's got a face in it. Oh, that's silly. That's stupid. Oh, you can't have people on sleds in space, not with spacers. Oh, how silly that is. Oh, oh, that's terrible. Singing. Singing in an episode. Oh, sing, what? singing to keep them on oh that's just stupid and yet now we have this episode that has some of the most fundamentally stupid ideas i've ever seen and everyone's like well that's fine yeah that's fine it's doctor who it's science fiction it's fiction it's not real you can have anything in there it's a fantasy show yes you can have a great chicken coming out of the moon yes that's fine what's the matter and people who sort of seem to be pointing out the sort of physics, everyone's saying, oh, forget about the physics. Forget about it. It's rubbish. You know, concentrate on the story. Well, make your minds up. You know, a lot of these people who were sort of saying this year, oh, yeah, it's fiction. It's, you know, fantasy. Go along with it. It doesn't bother me. These are probably the exact same people who last year were sort of criticising sort of Rings of Akatan or the other episodes for being silly and far-fetched you know bit of a double standard i think anyway on to the episode well i thought it started off fairly well i thought lanzarote sort of doubling for the moon was absolutely stunning and i thought that was a really good choice and i think up to the fact up to the point where you thought you know giant spiders on the moon pretty good you know, Courtney was quite an interesting addition to the cast. I thought she worked quite well. I thought there were some nice bits with the Doctor and Clara, as per usual. And I thought it had quite a nice design and idea. And then, for me, it just completely fell apart. You know, suddenly the spiders don't turn out to be spiders. They're germs. Okay, right. Well, if they're germs, and amorphic, whatever sort of life forms, as the Doctor says they are, they should be like giant amoeba giant jellies not spiders that are spinning webs that's just <laughs> okay but moving on from that but and jumping and jumping ahead you know we get the sort of scene that actually got me shouting out 
at the television. It was one of the most hilarious two minutes I've ever seen you with a screen. Clara's sort of asking everybody on earth to vote whether to sort of let this creature live or die by switching off the lights. Which is fine, you know, if that had been like sort of she'd been sort of communicating that to Earth and waiting for like a response from Earth, fair enough. But to sort of have this thing with the lights going off over half the planet you know, obviously the other half don't get a vote. And they sort of go off in unicism and everyone turns the lights off. You know, it's not like anyone sort of votes against it. And she's watching all this with a tiny pair of binoculars through the sort of door window. And it just struck me as the most ludicrous thing I'd, I've seen. And I've seen the twin dilemma, for goodness sake. No, and with that, I think, you know, that just sort of soured the whole episode for me and it just fell apart. And it's a shame because there were some really nice bits in it. And then we get the whole moon thing that I know everyone's sort of gone on about and everyone sort of either hates it or they're desperately trying to sort of justify it. But for me, oh, no. But let me ask you, did you like the whole egg thing? No. Okay. Let me ask you another thing then that's come out from, you know, a few podcasts and fandom chatting randomly. Would it have bothered you so much if this had been set on a colony world? That's a good question. Um, Sort of like a colony in space type thing. Well, yeah, if it was a colony world and it was their moon that was an egg, would it have bothered you so much? Because it wouldn't have bothered me so much, to be honest. No, probably not. Yeah. So, it's like... A lot of the episodes, you know, for me, this series, they're just not really fought through, you know. And like I said, there was a shame because I thought the location was spectacular. I thought the acting was really good and there were some really good moments in it. And I think if it had just been alien sort of spiders on the moon and maybe, you know, even a giant egg inside that was hatching some giant spider, you know, I thought that could have worked. But as it was... You know, I know it's all about suspending disbelief, and I know it's a program about an alien who travels in a dimensionally transcendental police box, and you've got to suspend your disbelief. But for me, these silly ideas just sort of completely overshadowed everything and just ruined it for me. There's a difference between suspending your disbelief and then going along with the most stupid idea I've ever seen on television. Uh, for me, yeah, like you said, it was a really good episode up until the lights thing, and that. It just ruined the whole episode for me then. I can't... I wouldn't be able to go back and watch it now without thinking, oh, it's a couple of minutes' time, she's going to look out the window with a pair of binoculars at the, at the Earth trying to see if they're turning their lights on and off. You know, it's just permanently ruined it. Because um, I thought it was going to be pretty good up until, you know, and then it all fell apart. And before you people, after the whole Akaton comparison thing, start turning it around saying, well, then why do you like Rings of Akaton if you hate this? I have a justification for that. Now, there isn't any evidence to produce to back me up, as I accidentally may have deleted the first series of the Infinity Archives. Whoops. So, series two is canon. Um, I thought the whole planet thing was a silly idea anyway, but that didn't stop me from liking the episode. It was the fact that it just still had a good plot behind it anyway. Just the moon thing was a bit daft. And then for this episode, like it, st- it still had a good plot going on, but it had more silly ideas than Akaton did, in a way, for me. And it ruined what could have been a really, really good episode. And, you know, I don't think I've ever seen such a divisive episode as this. You know, where people either sort of hating it or people sort of desperately trying to fall over themselves to sort of 
justify it and say, oh, well, just ignore the science. Well, you know, you can ignore the science up to a point, but it's not the fact it's bad science. It's just the fact that for me, it's a silly idea. Because it was captivating me as well, the episode. Which not... There was some good, act, you know, Hermione Norris and all were good in there. I did think Tony Asoba and the other guy were absolutely wasted, like, which was a shame because, you know, Tony Asoba especially is a very good actor. And it would have been nice to sort of see a bit more of him. And I think, you know, if if they'd run with the sort of alien spider th- infestation thing, I think, it, you know, I think it would have been better. But hey, what do I know? There are people out here who genuinely say it's like the best episode they've seen since the series came back. Which, um, I don't know why, but, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. Yeah. But I'm entitled to mine and just thought it was very silly. Yeah, this is beginning to become a little bit repetitive now yeah i just like to see a fan edit of it and then suddenly after the moon sort of hatches you could just cut to graham chapman from monty python sort of suddenly popping up saying right stop this this is all a bit silly now move along that i'm that would be good that would be very good and i did have to say i was impressed by the end scene but but we'll get to the but in a minute i mean i thought it was very well acted as um Jenna Coleman was saying to Peter Capaldi's doctor, you know, how she felt and, you know, it was very well acted. But I have to say, I thought she was being a little bit petulant because for me, I think the doctor's choice in this, letting people sort of decide for themselves was absolutely spot on. Because, And I thought, you know, it just made her come across as a sort of spoiled brat, really, because I think, you know, what the doctor did was right. Because quite a, quite a while now this season she's be, been um, a bit complaining that he's been a bit too manipulative and then he's letting her be more independent and then she's having a go at him. I'm not sort of seeing how this works. I'm, and I don't like the fact that he's manipulating her either, which is more apparent in the next episode as well. After this, but yeah, this could have been a really good episode but it was just ruined by some silly ideas and reused plot because as well as another thing I noticed that they have a terrible decision to make one life... Um, or a small number of people versus the rest of the world, which also happened in the fires of Pompeii. And I just think there are a lot and of really sort of slight points. echoes of the beast below. But yeah. you know, I think that seems to be a sort of standard thing of this series is that you know we are seeing you know reuses of ideas that aren't really that old. You know, it's not as if they're taking tropes or sort of plot points from the old series. They just seem to be sort of rehashing stuff that you know from a few years back which is a bit of a shame and Akaton was only like a year ago as well it was the same with Hyde in Time Heights but then you know when we get to the next episode we'll see that this whole ending scene was a bit of a waste of time anyway you know because we have this big thing with staff Clara stamping her feet saying oh you know she's had enough go away you didn't ever want to see and then like next episode bang it's back to normal like oh one final adventure <laughs> come on I mean what's the point of that then I mean that just sort of Negates the whole sort of end sort of scene at all for me. The, tra- the trailers that I saw for the um, next episode, Mummy on the Orient Express, all seemed to ha- be cut so they didn't include Clara. Well, I, I think even the um, publicity was asked to sort of not mention the fact that Clara was in it. Yeah, because it just and then she's just there. I didn't understand that at all. There was no point in doing that. I would rather just have to s- have to um, have an episode where it's just Peter Capaldi, but no, we had to have Clara in there. But yeah, for me, you know. Kill the Moon, very disappointing. A very, very, very disappointing episode. But uh, fear not, as we have another opinion coming up with 
Gabby later on, so you, she might be a bit more positive, we just don't know yet. But next we have a new addition to the crew of the Infinity Archives. A new addition? In the form of Miss Margot Fanny Snodgrass. Bless her. Campaigner for cleaning up TV and keeping it nice. Indeed. So, Mrs. Margot, can I call you Mrs. Margot? You may! Well, thank you, Mrs. Margot, for sharing your... Thank you, thank you for inviting me here! No problem. We're here to talk about... You're very welcome. We're here to talk about the new series of Doctor Who, seeing as this is a Doctor Who podcast. Do you have your opinions on it? A podcast? No, no, the, the Doctor Who series. Ah, Doctor Who, yes! Well, this is, this is not the sort of thing that I'd want to be seeing on a Saturday evening. I'd want to see a bit more, you know, a bit more Mary Berry and a bit less Peter Capaldi. And I think it's far too scary for the children. I think it's far too scary for some of the adults. My husband Terence was watching it and nearly had a very nasty accident when that spider jumped out the other week. I said, Terence, you'll have to leave the room and mop yourself up while you do it. Could you give a few examples of how, apart from the spider? Yes, I think I could. Well, would you like to do that? I think I could. I saw a man having. I saw. I saw a man being, 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 being very naughty. Um, an example. We, thank you. No, no. I mean, how was he being? Oh, oh well. Quite simply, I. You know, this this man was very rude, and he was very nasty to people. I thought he was the baddie. It turns out he's the one called the Doctor, and it's his show. Huh? It's a bit of a change, isn't it? And there are other things that have happened throughout the season. Well, it was a young policeman, and, and he came to a very nasty end in, 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 in the school episode. Very nasty. I was just about to point that one out as well, and there were some things that were too bad. They were actually cut from the programme. Yes, a beheading. Now, I, I say what you like. There are no beheadings on the Great British Bake Off. Less beheadings, more cakes, please. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. And there were lots of things that have just made it a lot darker than the last series don't you think yes right okay so do you have any other elements that you think should be brought to justice on this program I just think that they should all be very nicer to each other and they should be more cake making on Doctor Who thank you well, I'll let the people know, see what they say. They probably yes, I'm sure they won't agree with me, but I know best. Yes, okay, so... Thank you. Thanks for coming in. It's a pleasure. Um, thanks for your time, really. Your, your opinions have been considered. Well, I hope that they'll be taken notice of. And if not, I shall be informing the BBC by a very strong letter writing and mailing. Fair enough. Thank you. They have a new address, though. I don't understand what you're saying now. Goodbye. Okay, bye then, Miss Snodgrass. Thanks for coming in. Oh, well, that was interesting. She's, she's a very strange woman, isn't she? Seems to be a smell of 4711 about the room. Anyway, moving on. We have another episode to talk about. 
another episode. Yes, uh, one go one that goes by the title of Mummy on the Orient Express. For me, this episode was better than Kill the Moon. A uh, bigger improvement. But for me, it still lacked something, and I can't really place what that something was. It, I watched it and enjoyed it, but there were some things that I thought were just a bit daft, and it didn't really captivate me as much as other episodes had the season, which is something I've been having a trouble with. And we have yet another daft resolution to the plot. Um, and, yeah, I just couldn't get my head around why this whole series has been having some really shockingly terrible endings to episodes and resolutions to the problem. Ah, basically. Um, I quite enjoyed it, yes. I thought it was one of the better episodes for myself. Um, certainly one of the ones I've enjoyed the most. Um, not without its problems, but I thought there was, you know, as we've already discussed, you know, suddenly Clara is back for one final adventure, you know. It just didn't really sort of see that after the way the sort of previous episode ended. But, you know... Moving along with the story, we've got another great cast, you know, most of whom were a little bit wasted, it has to be said. But I did like the idea of it. I did, I could, didn't quite like the story. Um, I thought it was full of nice little touches, like Peter Capaldi's Tom Baker impression, his um, offering of the jelly babies in the cigarette case, I thought was rather inspired. Um, some nice dialogue, as per usual. Um, but the one thing that really struck me about this is well two things really at first you know i thought we saw the mummy a bit too much and i think you know if we'd have been a bit more build up to them sort of mummy attacks rather than sort of by the end of it it was like sort of somebody dies oh clock starts again somebody dies oh clock starts somebody dies and it was like bang 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 and it's sort of distilled the sort of menace of the mummy for me I think, you know, if they if they used it a bit more sparingly, I think it could have been a far more sort of interesting sort of thing. But I have to say it was a brilliant design and very well realised. But the main thing for me is I kept sort of thinking this would be so much better for me personally if this was set on an actual train on the actual Orient Express and it had been a bit more of a historical adventure. I know that, you know, would have been changing the plot because it was quite science, science fiction based sort of in the end. But I think it would have been a bit more interesting. And I don't think we've really had a lot of historical stuff this series, apart from the Robin Hood one, which was pretty sort of pantomime sort of history anyway. And I just thought that this would have been a real opportunity to have a real sort of dark period sort of agatha christie sort of feeling adventure you know with this mummy people trapped on a train in the middle of europe i think it could have been really really good yeah my that was my main problem when i was talking about the silly ideas i just think that we haven't had a proper historical one for quite a while now and i think that if it hadn't been so science fiction based and you know it would have been a little bit more entertaining for me but like you, like you said the guest cast were quite wasted frank skinner was really good I thought and uh, Fox's was a good singer as well I've heard of her before and when I heard she was in Doctor I thought oh that'd be good can she act but uh, she didn't need to she just sat there and sang or stood there but she was good anyway I'm sure the record will be available in the shops before too long but yeah I thought it had some quite nice design I thought you know there were some good ideas I didn't think the resolution was that bad and if nothing else you know it's one of the rare episodes this series 
where the problem is actually solved by the doctor and he's not just sort of standing there like an onlooker he actually takes charge and sort of solves the problem and sort of brings the story to a close which was quite nice and it was good that the doctor actually got to do something straight up we saw a lot more of the doctor than we did clara which has been another problem of the series she sort of stood, stood at the back which is uh what she needed to do i think for a bit you know and then we get that very strange end scene where it sort of seems that you know it's all gearing up for her to say goodbye when you know she changes her mind and sort of decides yeah no everything's fine let's stick together and let's go on more adventures which sort of more than anything sort of completely goes against the ending of the sort of previous episode and it's just like is she staying is she going is she staying she's lying about staying she's going she's staying you know it's just all a bit oh I'm pretty sure there's a song written about that i would just like to see it you know i'm sure like i said in the last episode i just like to see a companion who wants to be in the tardis all the time and enjoys being in the tardis all the time but you know I guess that's a bit difficult when you've got a doctor who's a little bit spiky and I think you know they really need I think to soften his character sort of quicker than they are doing for me because I think it's a shame because I think when Peter Capaldi does get a chance to sort of do the lighter stuff he's brilliant you know when he's more avuncular I love that but then you know you get all this spikiness and all this sort of for some in a way i think that when courtney was around he seemed to be a little bit more softer maybe because uh, the age difference um i think that if they would have a similar character to courtney who's a little bit sort of less um what's the word not rebellious sort of like more a bit more frightened of him i think he'd soften up a bit and the fact that he's now got clara manipulating people as well which was something i really wasn't uh keen on the fact that she told she had to tell that woman to come in there and even though she was saved I thought that was a bit too harsh and the, the end scene where she actually tells Danny that everything is uh, fine and she's going to see him soon and then she just goes off and goes against him and doesn't tell him which I thought was a bit you know not uh, expected despite because of the way she's been acting around him all season yeah I, I mean it all depends on how it pans out but like I said otherwise I, I quite enjoyed this one and I, I thought it was good fun but you know it would have been better you know without having sort of three or four people sort of just being killed by the mummy and describing how he's coming towards and what he's doing and you know i think that could have been just better utilized because i thought it was a really really good design of a mummy creature but like i said you know period period set in maybe even tying it in with pyramids of mars could have been brilliant yeah um but hey what do i know i don't write for it I can barely I can barely speak this, let alone write anything. It was definitely one of the better episodes of the season so far. Um, definitely, I say up in the higher rated. Well, for me, you know, I, I, I quite enjoyed Robot of Sherwood. I enjoyed the Caretaker, and I enjoyed Mummy on the Orient Express, and the rest, to be fair, have all left me cold. But yeah, I say with that, those are the top three so far. I reckon. But you know. That's, I'll be the first to say that every episode has got some really good moments in. Every episode has got some really good dialogue in. Every episode has got some really good acting in. But it's just not gelling for me. That's, yeah, I can't, you can't disagree with that really. 
But Tesh, there are other opinions available, and one in this form of a small child. Oh Lord, do you mean it's time for Gabby? I'm afraid so. Oh boy. Get ready. Here's Gabby! <laughs> right, Gabby, what did you think about Kill the Moon? Um, it was very weird. How weird? 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 you give it. Yeah. Did you like the spiders in it? They were cuckoo. Right. How did you how did you find Courtney travelling in the TARDIS? Good. How did you find Peter Capaldi? Good. What did you think about the moon turning out to be a giant egg? Um bad. What did you think about last night's episode then? Mummy on the Orient Express. Really good. Why did you like it? Because it had a mummy in. And the train turned out to be a science lab, which I liked. And the mummy was really good. So you enjoyed the mummy then? Yeah. Excellent. And you enjoyed the Doctor and Clara? Yes, but I didn't like them all always putting the clock up. Alright, why is that? Because it looks weird in the corner. I don't like the clock. Okay, well let's hope they take care of your opinions then, if they ever do a sequel to this story. I quite like the clock, I've got to be honest. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So, um, stats time now. We've got to do this because I need to. I find it interesting. So, out of ten, we've He's got... the only one who does. It's very true, but... Maybe you're... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabby, out of 10, how much would you give Kill the Moon? Um, I would give it 8. 8. Okay. And what would you give Mummy on the Orient Express out of 10? 9. 9. There we are. What about you? What? What about you? What? What about you? Well, Mummy on the... Uh, I'd give... Kill the Moon. Kill the Moon. Three out of ten. <laughs> and I'd give Mummy on the Orient Express seven out of ten. Really? Yes. Really, Dad? You're ten. Kill the Moon gets a two from me. What? Yeah. What? It was that bad. What? It was genuinely that bad. So, and what about you? I've already answered that, so... Yes. Oh, yeah, you have, haven't you? I, I <laughs> Thanks anyway, Gabs. And I will see you all next time. Goodbye. Well, that was a thing. Yeah, no one's interested. Anyway, he's desperate to tell us some very boring stats now. So, you know, get your MP3 players ready or generic computers and um, skip forward a couple of seconds, maybe. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's very kind. So, with your score, well, I completely forgot the score, so I can't do it because I can't remember. So you you were, your first one. Shall we do stats then? So, this week's stats for the scores out of 10 for the two episodes Kill the Moon got a 13 out of 30, which was the same as Deep Breath, and Mummy on the Orient Express got a 26 out of 30, which actually makes it the highest rating so far of this season. Second being the caretaker and third being robot of Sherwood. So come back next week for the next two set of top tens if you're into that sort of thing. Not that many people are.
Anyway, okay, moving on to recommendations. What's your recommendation, Gabby? What does recommendation? What would you like to recommend people to watch? Um, I would like to recommend people to watch Robot of Sherwood. Okay, there we go, Robot of Sherwood. My recommendation for this week is the BBC audio adventure Death Comes to Time from 2001. And one, that's right. Which has a connection with last night's Doctor Who as it features John Sessions. Who's the voice of the computer on board the Orient Express. And it's a very good story. It's slightly different from what you might be used to if you listen to a lot of Big Finish. It's not quite the sort of traditional sort of style of Doctor Who story. It's a bit more experimentational. But if you like the sort of comic strip stories or you're a fan of the Virgin New Adventures, I think you'll sort of quite enjoy it. It's, you know, it's got some good stuff in there. It's a bit... It's definitely some something different if you're into different kinds of Doctor Who, which you don't get a lot of anymore. Ooh, controversial. Um, but yeah, it, at the time it was the BBC's first new Doctor Who thing since the TV movie, which wasn't even the BBC properly. So it was quite um, quite new, and it was one of those ones they did on the Classic Series website, like Real Time and Sharda. They put animation to it, but uh, you don't really get you don't really see the animation anymore. But you can get it on CD. I think it's still produced. You can definitely get them on the internet and uh, Audible if you have a account for those. But yeah, it's quite a sort of interesting little story. Like I said, it's it's a bit off kilter. So it's a bit unusual, but um, yeah, it's got some really good bits in. I think Sylvester McCoy is really good in it. That's very true. Stephen Fry as the Minister of Chance is really good on it. And it's been the springboard to sort of like the Minister of Chance audio adventures, even though it's nothing to do with Doctor Who they've sort of spun out the sort of character and taken him and put him into sort of like a different sort of universe and built some stories around him and now they're on Kickstarter trying to sort of raise funds for a film which I hope they manage to do because the audios are very good so yeah that's definitely a good recommendation like I said it probably won't appeal to everyone but it's well worth a look that's good I don't really have many recommendations this week um just that if you're not a fan of the mutants uh give it another watch because when we first got the dvd i wasn't a huge fan of it um i would well, say that i really didn't like it at all um but watching it this time on the rewatch the rewatch i'm doing it was more enjoyable because you get you see past the flaws of it and they're actually quite entertaining and they made me laugh And on that bombshell, somebody actually enjoying the mutants. The mutants. Join us next time when we will be looking at another two episodes of Doctor Who, when we will have more special guests, more waffle from Gabby, and more. Until then, this has been the Infinity Archives, and may your archives always be infinite. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Infinity Archives featuring Will and Gareth Lloyd. No copyright infringement is intended and we appreciate all comments which you can email, tweet and Facebook to us. Or you can leave a comment on the blogs or on the YouTube page. You can download this episode on our SoundCloud stream where this episode will feature for four weeks and then you can listen on YouTube. See you in two weeks.
Now, for me, this was a little bit more uh, bettable, a little bit better. Bettable? What yeah. sort of word is I, bettable? She can come back and teach you on some diction. My recommendation for this week is Death Comes to Dime. Of the same old nonsense. Until then, this has been the Infinity Podcast. And may your podcast... <laughs> <laughs>